I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. Because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello and welcome back to The Psychology of Your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another episode. It is so great to have you here, new listeners, old listeners. I am so pumped for today's episode because we have a fantastic, amazing guest joining us to talk about this week's topic. Hi, Sydney. Hi, Gemma. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for agreeing. To come on board. Oh, it's my pleasure. I feel like we've been wanting to do this for a while. Right? A long time. Yeah. Yeah. I might just give you a bit more of an introduction. Please. So, because I feel <laughs> like we're already just having a chit chat away. Yeah. So, okay. Sydney is one of my, probably one of my closest, Aww. closest friends. What, you didn't know Same. That. No, no, same. It's the feeling is <laughs> reciprocated. It's mutual. Yeah. yeah that's, thank God. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> but... Sydney, you, you are, do you want to explain what you do, how we met before we jump in? Sure. Um, my name is Sydney. 
like the city. Um, currently, I reside in Melbourne, and I am a tattoo artist, among many other things. I always have different creative pursuits happening, but predominantly I'm a tattoo artist. I run a creative publication called Sweet and Sour that centers around Asian Australian identities. I also work in consulting a little bit, do some freelance graphic design, and I'm a trained printmaker, um, which is what I studied. And wow. <laughs> Gemma and I met in Canberra. How yeah. long ago was that? Uh, two years? Three years Three ago. Three years ago. And um, we met through... Well, we actually met like at a party randomly before mm-hmm. the start of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened. We didn't stay in touch. But Sydney, as you could have probably heard and seen, is a jack of many trades. Jack of many jack trades? Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Well, not all of them. Literally. Well, pretty much all of them. Thank you. Um, has so many different amazing things that she does. And through her publication, The Sweet and Sour Zine. Zine? Zine? Whatever you want to. Yeah. Both work. Yeah. Both are correct. The publication. Um, she was running a life drawing class and I went to it and I like went up to you and was like, hi, I don't know if you remember me. And you were like, oh, hey, like, how are you? And then the rest is really history. Mm-hmm. And we are here today to talk about something we talk about quite a bit a when we're around each other. Mm-hmm. And like, not in the way that we're like, oh, like. Boys, boys, boys. Yeah. Ew, no. No, Not I don't all. think it is like that. And even if it was, like, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> I love boys. Oh my god. And I hate them. <laughs> and that's what this episode is about. <laughs> it literally, it's about the nuances of hating and loving the opposite gender mm-hmm. for romantic purposes. But what we really want to talk about is, like, a lot of things. Why we can really struggle with dating in our twenties, why we fall in love with the wrong people, Mm. why we date the wrong people, how we attract these, like the same kind of individuals. I feel like it's something that a lot of us have to learn in our twenties. Um, maybe you don't, maybe you found your person and, and that's it. And congratulations if that's you. But for most of us, I would say you find the people that you truly love and the type of person you truly love through a lot of trial and error. Would you agree? yes 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 (laughs) and it's hard and it's exhausting yeah but i think it's it's always worth it yeah i would say so it hasn't to be honest hasn't been worth it for me so far well i think you'll reflect back on that in five or ten years and and realize that all the the shitty things that have happened to you in your dating life have made it worth have made you know it worthwhile worthwhile yeah even this year actually i think that i was like dating someone at the end of last year and the amount of like growth that came out of that was ridiculous mm. like he like completely broke my heart and it was like terrible yeah for some time yeah and then i was like fuck i just like completely became a different person like with all the, like i think it left me feeling so insecure i had like the lowest self-esteem i think i've ever had mm-hmm. and i couldn't like jump into a new relationship to fix it so i had to do it all myself and now like the person I was 12 months ago. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think much of her exists anymore. Mm-hmm. What about you? The learn any lessons from this year? You've had quite a few lessons. I feel like <clears throat> it's been a busy year for you yeah. in terms of dating. Yeah. Wait, don't, don't they say that, um, your cells like not regenerate, but like mm. they die and then they, yeah, regenerate. regenerate every twelve months or something yeah. like that. So, so literally, the person you were twelve years ago physically doesn't yeah. exist anymore, which I think is an interesting metaphor for what you just said. Oh um, my god, yeah. But it's so funny because, like, 
<clears throat> even though those cells don't still exist, right? Like all those memories still do. Yeah. I'm like, you can't get rid of that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh. What the- Whoa. That, whoa. We need to do some real serious science on this episode. Because I do not understand. I don't understand that. Yeah. If the cells that hold those memories don't exist, then how do those memories still exist? It's fucking the demon. What? The demon is at work in our mind. Damn. Well, I like that is actually such a good point. I think it's also the thing with blood, right? Like all your blood. Mm. I guess but it's still the cells. Yeah. Actually, I do know the answer to this. Your neurons, your synapses, they actually, the cells within them might regenerate, but you can never have more neurons than you were born with. That's true. Which is why, like, doing hardcore, like, drugs or, like, when, if someone is an alcoholic can be so, especially in their infancy or not infancy, but, like, in their early teens or late Mm. teens can be so damaging because you never get more neurons than you're born with. Mm -hmm. Which is why, I guess, like, our memories stay so permanent because either you like completely damage your brain and you get amnesia and then you can forget about whatever it is that haunts you or you don't (laughs) and you're anyhow there's the science behind it i feel like that was kind of like a patchwork explanation yeah yeah we got there though yeah we did so lessons any 2023 oh man should have written the list I i have so many like tiktok saved where it's like things I wish I knew about dating in my 20s and things I learned from dating this year and I have all my favorite ones I should have written down a list of my favorite ones yeah can you remember when you it's like particularly like yeah I think um I, I think one thing that's really stuck out okay two things really stick out to me when when you asked me that question mm. two kind of statements the first one we've heard this a million times and I think we all try and convince ourselves to believe it but a lot of us don't if if he wanted to, he would. Mm. And the second statement is, um, why are we having relationship problems with people we're not in a relationship with? Oh. And I feel like both of those things really encapsulate my <clears throat> my dating life of 2020, which is kind of sad when <laughs> those two statements aren't exactly positive, but I really, yeah, I really think those accurately yeah. reflect reflect my life i think with through all i've dated a lot of men in 2020 like a lot and 20 my bad i've dated a lot of men in 2022 and in 20 no 2020 i was in a relationship so i didn't date a lot of men try that again hopefully i I don't know i dated a lot of men in 2022 and i think so many times i was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt i was willing to give them a second chance and i really believed that you know, a lot of these men maybe were the one and that they really, really cared for me and loved me even mm. and I saw the best in them and I kept giving them second chances and thinking that you know, they would... Not, not, I didn't want them to change, but perhaps I, I held on to the hope that they would realize that you know, I was a really good person and they wanted yeah. to be, you know, have something with me and, and they told me they wanted it and whatever, but um, I think seriously if he wanted to he would i think people say they're not ready for a relationship but if you really do love someone and value someone and you want to be in a relationship with them you'll make it work no matter what no matter i completely agree with that statement like if they wanted to they would yeah i did see this like turn on it that was like if they know then they should Mm. it's like if they know what you expect then they should reciprocate it Mm -hmm. and if they don't well then they're definitely not the right person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i honestly believe this because i think about my own perspective towards dating when i really care about someone like i am willing to give them everything everything yeah and probably more than i Mm -hmm. can give more than they probably deserve 
from me as well. And there have been times in my life when I've been like, I do not want a relationship. I am so not in the mindset. And then I meet someone and they are the right person and I end up dating them for like two years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there is those times at the beginning where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But not for their, like, not for, for my sake, for their sake, because I don't want to hurt them. Mm. But when you really, like, can feel chemistry with someone and you have that intuition, like, there really is no reason why you shouldn't be ready no, for No, nothing commitment. will stop you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good lesson, actually. Mm-hmm. And I also just think it's something that I've learned more, the more men I've dated, where I'm like, do I really want to be dragging you, kicking and screaming into a relationship with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Or like begging you for... Yeah, or try and convince you or persuade you or yeah, or do things to make you, you know, understand that you do want a relationship with me. Yeah. No, you should just know. Yeah. And it's also just like, you know what? Your person's probably out there. And if it's mm-hmm. not me, well, I don't think that love should be made up of so much tension yeah. and so much difficulty yeah no i think another lesson i learned from this year is that things are really quite black and white Mm. like i think i made up excuses for lots of people like you know i'd see someone i'd be like oh they would be in a relationship with me if they didn't have this going on in their life and they do really really love me and care for me and want to be in a relationship with me but this is happening and maybe after that happens they'll be different or you know this will happen and that'll happen no it's really black and white if they wanted to they would if they wanted me right now they would be with me yeah and they wouldn't make up those excuses well i think about the example, like what you went through in the last two months, right, mm-hmm. with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and are we okay to talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he'll listen to the podcast. No, I wonder if he will. Maybe, but yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Well, if you're listening, you really fumbled the fucking bag. Yeah, I'm just say bitch. It. Like <laughs> that felt so unnatural coming out of your mouth. Natural or unnatural? Unnatural. <laughs> well, he did. He did. Remember, you called me, and I was like, <clears throat> that man it just had the biggest L of his mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. because I think this he is, knows it. Oh, he, now he, knows he does it. actually know it. Little Christmas message. Mm-hmm. We all see right through that. <laughs> there was literally a TikTok I sent you about that. Yeah. Like sending yeah. the Christmas Desperate. message. Yeah. And you know what? He really, he really did. And it's something that I've realized more. And I hope, I think you've realized this as well. The more, you mature and grow confident in yourself and like see your value, the more you're like, wow, totally your loss. Yeah. Because completely. most of the men who treat us the worst are those who really have nothing going for them. Mm-hmm. Like not much. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I was like looking at the splattering of people that have broken my heart. And I was like, not one of them has accomplished anything that I could respect. Especially compared to you. Yeah. They, well, oh, I don't know if that... Uh, I think... Uh, now you make me feel weird. <laughs> no. But without the comparison, right? If it's okay. just not to be, like, relative about it, but, like, absolute. None of them... I, like, have no... They had no ambitions. Mm. They had no dreams. Most of them didn't even have, like, a job. They didn't have anything they were passionate about. And even if they did, like, they didn't take it very seriously. They weren't, like, self-motivated, self-starters. Like, none of it. So what did you see in them? I don't know. I think I saw a project, to be honest. Yeah. Or also I just saw what they could give me, which was like, I want to be loved. Mm. And I think it's a massive thing of mine where it's like, I'm very much willing to actually go against what I truly believe in some ways to receive affection and to receive romance. Something I had to unlearn this year. And I did. I like very actively was like, I can see the times in the past in which I have 
actually undermined my own moral compass. I've mm. gone against my values because I was so desperate for this person's admiration and for their love. And the result has been me feeling like completely distanced from my true self. And why, for what, for what reason? Like I think about that guy I dated at the end of last year. Oh my God. Like I did, I was like, I lost friends because I chose to be with him. Yeah. And it's like what you said, stop having relationship problems with people you're not in a relationship with. We weren't even like exclusive. And I still was willing to make those sacrifices. It's not his fault. Definitely not. It's like all on me for not recognizing that flaw in myself soon enough. Um, I think like another thing that I really want to talk about is like, why do you think we do date the wrong people and fall in love with the wrong people? Given that we have all of that knowledge, like we Mm -hmm. are obviously both quite successful self-starting women who have a lot of people who love us and who create positive impact. Like you literally put art on people's bodies that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. How great, like that is like almost, that is so profound to me when you, every time I like see you at work. I feel so honored to be able to do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. And we know all this about ourselves, right? Like we know that sometimes we just crave affection. We look past the red flags that as I think successful women, sometimes we settle a little bit because we worry that someone won't ever want this kind of like, I don't know, not ever want it, but like we'll feel intimidated yeah. Or it's like when you when you're forced to be strong all the time, sometimes you just want the soft. Yeah. 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 Like sometimes you just want the gooiness and mm-hmm. like someone just really giving you a cuddle and like caring about you. So why do you think it is that we have historically chosen to date the wrong people? I don't, I honestly I don't know. I th- maybe it comes <clears throat> um Maybe it comes from a, I think I have a lot of insecurities. Mm. Um, I think they probably stem from things I went through as a child and maybe mm. the way my parents raised me. But um, I'm like, oh, what, what did I read the other day? Um, I have, like, I. What was it? Someone sent me, Manu sent me this TikTok and it was like, um, some of you. Fuck, what was it? I can't remember. Never yeah. mind. Um, yeah, I think I think I even though I think logically I know I'm a successful, mm. you know, businesswoman. I'm I I think I'm a relatively attractive oh, person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> logically, I feel like I shouldn't have as many insecurities that I do have. Like I mm. am so incredibly insecure and I think maybe that um plays a big part in how I date because mm. I feel so insecure. Maybe I don't think that I deserve um or have the capacity to be with somebody who is at my level who like Mm. I would really want to date and maybe I'm settling because I just don't believe I could find anybody better Mm. because I am so insecure wow that's sad it is sad but I think it makes sense right Mm -hmm. I saw um I read this article the other day and it was like a lot of the time the reason why we get like the ick from people who like us too much is because we believe so deeply that we are not deserving of that love that we push them away which is a big thing right like totally you're like i also i think similarly like in a very similar vein as people who you know work really hard we and have pretty big dreams that we know are going to require a lot of agency 
we often see it as the case of like when I have to work harder for something it's more valuable Mm. yeah I think about this all the time yeah so it's like okay I think when I the way I was raised was like if it's easy then everyone can do it Mm -hmm. and you don't want the thing that everyone has like Mm -hmm. you want to be you know you want to do something different and you want to really be good at something different and Mm -hmm. um be able to touch people's lives in a way that like it's not everyone can do that and you have to work really hard so now it's like been ingrained in me it's like well if something is easy it's not worth having Mm -hmm. like in every other facet of our lives we have to work really hard and put in a lot of effort so that mentality then bleeds into our dating life Mm -hmm. when we have someone who's there who like is really obsessed with us who really likes us we're like oh this seems a little bit too good to be true yeah, yeah. and I'm not used to getting something like this for free. And you push it away. You push it away. And then, then when there's someone that you have to work when they, you know, that you don't feel deserving of their love because they push you away and because they play hard to get or because they're quite cold or hostile will never give you what you want. You're like, you well, this it. is what I mm. want because obviously like the best things in life aren't easy. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, this should be something that I, that I work for. Mm hmm. I think that is a mentality that we have often have very unconsciously that we don't realize. Mm -hmm. I've, I I honestly think that's a big explanation for some of my dating choices. Yeah. It's how we get stuck in these situations because you're like, it's also, sorry, sunk costs as well. Sunk what? Sunk costs. So it's like, okay, say for example, you buy like a really expensive pair of boots and then they break. You're like, you're not just going to throw them out because you already invested that money in them. Yeah. So you are going to pay that additional $40 to, you know, get the heel fixed. And then the zipper breaks. You're not going to throw them out. You are going to pay additional money and it keeps piling up because you've made that initial investment that was so intense that you're like, I don't want to, I've sunk that money into this already. Mm. I don't want to lose that initial money, but actually end up spending more money than you probably would have if you just bought a new pair. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's like with relationships. For example, you're like dating someone, you're like two months in and you're like, fuck, like I've already told my friends about this guy. Yeah. I've wasted two months on like getting to know him. Yeah. I've invested, you know, time and energy and money into going on dates, into doing fun things. And now he doesn't want the same thing, but I'm not going to give up because I've already put all of this effort. I have all these sunk costs Mm -hmm. in this relationship. So I'm just going to keep throwing my time and energy at it and hoping that it turns around. When really it would be better just to dump them right there, mm. then and there. You've lost two months of time. Just move on. Just move on. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's not a great situation. Like, it's probably not the outcome that you wanted, but you're actually going to end up losing more if you keep going. And it's very unlikely that you're going to get the outcome that you want. Have you felt that way? Mm. That, does that, like, make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the way you've explained that makes so much sense. Yeah. Actually. It's like gambling. It's like when people gamble, they're like, mm. oh, you know, I've already, like, put in two thousand dollars on the pokies but if i put ten dollars in i might be able to win it all back yeah that's my theory how do we change that thinking um i think i don't really know i guess it's like a conscious thing you have to be really really like explicit about and very much pay attention to Mm. but i think your point before about like your childhood that also plays a role in whether or not you're going to I don't want to say like fall, but like be vulnerable yeah. to these kind of psychological inner workings. Yeah. So like, what do you think it was about how your parents raised you? Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. We're actually sitting on a couch right now, so it's very Freudian. Like, lie back. Tell it me is, about your childhood it trauma. Is, it is. Um, 
I think, well, I don't really know what a successful relationship looks like, or a successful marriage, I suppose, rather. Mm. My parents got divorced when I was four. <clears throat> My entire extended family, um, everyone's been through a divorce, everyone's remarried. Mm. Um, nobody in my life really has, I, I don't think I, I can't really think of anybody in my um, like close circle of friends and family yeah. who is in a successful relationship, a long-term relationship. No, actually, that's not true. I have uncles and aunts who are, like, remarried now. But that's pretty far. Yeah. And also, how often do you see your uncles and aunts? Yeah, not that often. But my mom's been divorced twice, um, and now she's fiercely um, independent and single. My dad only got remarried last year after um, 20 years of of being single. He's just been remarried again. He's been dating his whole life. He seems happy now, but um, I don't know. Like, my, my mom... So I felt... Um, uh, completely unattractive and undateable and I guess unfuckable um, mm. when I was a, like since I was a teenager since since puberty yeah and I didn't think I deserved um, anyone's love I didn't think I was attractive enough to like yeah. um, be with anybody and my mom uh, always told me I was fat and she always criticized Aww. my physical appearance a lot to the point where my sister developed an eating disorder mm-hmm. um. And, yeah, she was relatively toxic um, yeah. when I was younger and the way that she raised me. She's she's good now. I mean, somewhat good. Like, we have a mm. pretty good relationship. But I think she didn't give me a lot of, like, physical affection and didn't mm. express her love to me in a tangible way when I was younger. Because um, I, I mostly grew up with her from when I was 12 years old to, uh, like, 21, 22. Mm. And she never really touched me or hugged me or told me that she loved me. And so as soon as, a, like, the first time a, a, a man, like, told me that they thought I was hot um, mm. or wanted to go on a date with me, I clung on to that, like, mm. so deeply because then I, then I realized I, I was lovable and that I could receive love and affection from people. And then I just began to crave that so much because I never got that in my childhood from my mother. Mm. And then I became, like, a serial dater. And I just needed to be with men. I remember the first or second year I started dating, I would just I needed to be with people all the time. Mm. Um, and the intimacy that I found through sex and through dating men, um, yeah, like filled that hole. Yeah, <laughs> metaphorically and physically. Yeah, um, <laughs> inside me. The hole left. Yeah, <laughs> that my mother didn't like couldn't fill. fill. And I think that's, I do like the sentiment. I think though. that's why I date shitty men still, yeah. because it stems all the way back from the way my mother treated me, from me like craving that in men. Yeah. Like now I'm more aware of it and I'm more conscious of it, yeah. and it's and I'm I'm slowly changing and and dating with um, more clarity and, and more consciously dating. But I, I do think there's still a part of me that that still craves that love and that care that my I feel like my mother didn't adequately provide me and that I now find in men. Wow. Pretty profound. Yeah. I think that you're... But I honestly think you're spot on. You reckon? Yeah, I think you deserve a lot of credit as well for moving past that. It's a pretty, like... The wounds from childhood are pretty hard to, yeah. to heal on our own. They are. And you've done a pretty amazing job. Yeah. Our childhood has such a significant impact on how we approach romantic relationships later in life, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Like that that instance of your sister is so hard to hear mm-hmm. because I'm sure all of us in some way or another have some niggling little insecurity or mistreatment or trauma 
from childhood that we just can't seem to shake. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. Like, I I think I had a similar thing to, to what you were saying, where I never felt like anyone found me attractive when mm-hmm. I was younger. And I never felt particularly, like, lovable. Like, no one really ever showed interest in me yeah. at all. Yeah. Compared to all the other girls, because I was, like, pretty nerdy, and I kind of, like, stuck to myself a little bit. And I was, like... Yeah, I was a bit of a nerd and I didn't like go out and party or do anything like that. Like I wanted to read and make art and like, you know, go to book club and play basketball. Like I was, a, I was a loser, but I love that. I love that I was a loser because look yeah. how it's turned out, yeah, right? Like yeah. I, I moved away from home when I was 18 and like completely created a new life for myself that I love. But that early experience where everyone else around you is dating, is having, like, their first sexual Mm -hmm. experiences, is, like, having these early romantic experiences. When you feel like you're missing out on those, you get get older, and suddenly you're like, okay, I want that now. And you begin to collect. Because it's like every time you receive that affection that you never got in those early, like, teen years, those formative teen years, Mm -hmm. it it feels initially like it's healing you. Like it's yeah. giving the, you the thing that you've it's always so intense, wanted. Yeah. yeah, it's intense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you... Did you find that? Like that first... Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. And I'm sure it didn't mean as much to the man showing oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, to me, it felt... It, it was much more important to me than it was to him, but... Yeah. <clears throat> and it probably... Yeah, it probably didn't mean anything, but to me, it meant everything. Everything. And then I clung on to that so much more. And every time someone, a new person shows you that, it just... It... It kind of... Not so much reaffirms, but it, I don't know, it, like, pushes aside that belief that you have. That, like, yeah. I'm not lovable. Yeah. And every time, like, someone else shows you that you are, someone else shows you that they are attracted to you, that they want to have yeah. sex with you, that want to date you, yeah. you, it just, like, pushes that, that belief further, further and further, further away. away. But it yeah. actually never really addresses it. That's no, never going to go it's like away. A, it's a band-aid. It's yeah. kind of a band-aid solution. Yeah. And then it makes you more reliant on them as well, which then makes the problem, I guess, kind of worse. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you're like, shit. I didn't actually work on my self-esteem in other ways. Yeah, yeah. I just used this external validation to distract to me, distract from that. me, and mm-hmm. to put a temporary bandaid over this like very big wound mm. that is going to actually impact me not only just in my dating life but mm-hmm. everywhere else as mm-hmm. well. Um, that's definitely something I found. And then I was like, went through. I remember in like my second year of uni, I was just like went through like a bit of a hoe phase. Yeah, I was like, I just need this. Like this is just like the most temporarily nourishing thing. I could find it was like yeah. it was like junk food. I was like, oh, yeah. this tastes so good and like yeah. yum. Like this is all I've ever wanted. And then like you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I feel so I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Mm. And like that insecurity is still there, especially mm-hmm. when it's like it doesn't just become about whether they find you attractive. It's about whether they can love you. Mm-hmm. And then then they don't love you, and then that's an even bigger insecurity. Yeah, being like, oh, it's like yeah, sure, I'm like I'm fuckable and I'm attractive, but am I? lovable yeah no like you don't feel that way and then you end up in situationships which is i think my bread and butter (laughs) honestly i i've been in like four in the past Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. year and a half and all but i'm better i'm getting better at them now yeah the last one i was like he was like i don't really want anything and i was like great see you later good for you i was like I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. And then it actually was really great because after like a couple of weeks, I had that realization where I was like, whoa, like this man really didn't put in any effort. Mm-hmm. He was actually not that nice to me. 
he like doesn't really do anything with his life. Like I would be like, tell me like, remember I asked him on one of our first dates. I was like, what's the thing you're most passionate about? Yeah. And he couldn't answer the question. Mm -hmm. And he was like my family. And I was like, yeah, everyone's passionate about their family. Like it's called love. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like I was like, and I was like, oh, you know, he's still finding himself. And then like, cut to like five weeks later and I was like oh my gosh that should have given me that should yeah. have been the biggest indicator okay so I really want to talk about what we've learned we've already talked about that a little bit but what are we bringing into our dating lives in 2023 what are our non-negotiables didn't you make that you made a list this year didn't you for your I made a list can I read it <clears throat> yeah so these are my these are my expectations and dating boundaries for 2022. I think they might change this year, but the first one was I'm looking for a relationship. That was something I realized. I think I always thought that I was like a hookup, one night stand, situationship girly, and like mm-hmm. I could just have heaps of casual sex and I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, actually, no, mm-hmm. I would like to be loved yeah. and cared for yeah. and supported. So I guess set your intent like know what yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. for know what you want yeah i feel like that's the or first even what you don't want what i don't want yeah, yeah yeah which might be you know one night stands casual sex whatever it is here's the thing like i'm still up for that but like i'm looking for a relationship so yeah. i think if it's someone that i could seriously see myself dating <clears throat> and they don't want to date me i've learned pretty i've learned now mm-hmm. through trial and error like we talked about yeah to cut that off like as yeah. soon as possible so no one gets hurt yeah um, I also said I will only go on five casual dates before I know what they want. Mm-hmm. It used to be like three, but I was like, sometimes you really do just want to get to know the person and like have a bit of like almost a friendship there or like have, an- have enough knowledge before mm-hmm. knowing what they want. If they're looking for something casual, that is not for me. So I will break things off, which mm-hmm. I did with that guy that I was seeing. I think things ended in like October. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, not going to work. Um, this next one I think is really important. They need to message me to make plans. Mm-hmm. If I made the last plan, I expect them to make the next and I will not compromise. If they want to see me, they will. Mm-hmm. That one I broke because I think sometimes like I'm the busier, normally the busier party. Like I work a full-time job. I also run the show. I also have so many other things going on in my life. Friends, other side hustles, yeah. like sports, family, so normally I'm the busier person. So it's sometimes up to me to be like, to indicate when I'm free. Yeah. But most of the time I'm like, I, I will be like, I'm free on Friday. Would you like to do something? And then I, if I've like planned the last day, I'm like, you expect of, them yeah. To, yeah. Um, frequent communication. Mm. I'm not going for like, I don't know. I'm not going like two weeks without talking to someone completely. And then they even like a week and then they like pop up. I'm like, okay, if you can go without thinking about me for that long, then I'm not really that interested. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's like a great foundation for if you're someone like me, who was looking for a relationship at this point in their life. This one's kind of like a little bit spicy. So if you're my mom and dad, you don't have to listen to this (laughs) or someone I work with, please. After four dates where sex is involved, I expect a non-sexual date. Yeah. Because I think I fall into, I fell into the trap with, oh, I almost said his name, with the guy from end of last year. Like, we would have sex every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I obviously really enjoy having sex with you. And it's, like, great. But also, I feel kind of like you don't really see me. Mm-hmm. And it made, left me feeling pretty icky. Mm-hmm. I Would you add anything to that list? I guess you're not really... I feel like you're... Your, your non-negotiables might be a little bit different. Yeah, and I think 
um, I don't think I'm looking for a relationship anymore oh, currently. Really? Yeah, especially after what I went through, the yeah. last breakup that I had. <clears throat> it definitely um, changed the way I think about yeah. how I date. And I felt really, really completely misled in that yeah. relationship, if I can even call it a relationship. I would. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. Um, but then again, in saying that, if I met the right person, yeah, I think I would make it work, even though I might not explicitly be looking for a relationship right now. I also have like a lot of travel plans next year, and I'm not willing to compromise No. on that currently for anyone. Because yeah. you go to New yeah. York. Yeah, and Vietnam. You, Vietnam and the yeah. UK? Maybe. Oh, I'm going, to the, U- I'm going to the UK. <laughs> I want us to go to the UK together. I'll go to the UK with you. Oh my God. When are you going? So much fun. March. But I think that's also a really good point. When I set these like non-negotiables and these the things that I've learned, it's to protect myself because yeah. I realize that if this I'm not, not explicit with myself and I don't compare the behavior of someone I'm seriously interested in with this stuff, it can be quite detrimental. Mm-hmm. And I can often get wrapped up. I think you and I, one thing we really have in common, we are both incredibly sentimental, romantic people. Yeah, completely. I think it's because we're both quite creative as well. Mm. So we want to, we see the beauty and the love in so many places where I think mm-hmm. other people don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> you're very like susceptible to, to love bombing. I think I'm, I'm, I just, I'm so willing to believe like that this person wants to give me everything. I think I am a, like yeah. a, a romantic. Oh my God. Absolutely. Rom- romantic. Romantist. I'm a hopeless romantic. There I love go. love. I love giving love. I love receiving yeah. love. I just want to give love to everyone. And so when someone wants to give me love, of course I'm going to accept it. Why would somebody lie about that? I do not know. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody lie about that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you can answer that for us, I feel like we would give you a sizable check. <laughs> a lot of money. I can guess. I think it's, well, I think it stems from a deep insecurity within them. You know, they probably think they don't, uh, you know, don't deserve love Mm. or don't have the capacity to be loved truly for who they are. So they love bomb vulnerable, beautiful people like us um, Mm. to to make us, well, to feel closer to us and to... to then make us to get that reciprocate. connection. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's because they don't know what they want. Yeah, and they also never, no, they don't. They don't. And then like the start of a relationship is like always the fun part, right? It's super yeah. exciting. And then they often don't realize that love and commitment takes more than just fun things yeah. and compliments and sex and gifts. Yeah, like it actually takes vulnerability and honesty. Yeah, and often they're super on board for that first chapter. Yeah, where it's just like super fun and there's no responsibility and yeah. there's like. It's just getting to know someone and then you get to that next stage where it actually requires you to have some kind of awareness of your emotional needs and the needs yeah. of others. And they're like, oh, she's like, I'm out. Like, I can't do that. Mm. How would you differentiate? Because I know every relationship is different and people, yeah. people always act differently when they meet, you know, every, everyone is different. How would you differentiate somebody love bombing you with somebody who truly has fallen in love with you very quickly and is showing that intensity at the beginning Mm. of you dating them and it's and it's true and it's authentic and it's raw yeah. and they have no ma- you know no negative um intentions towards you or no desire to manipulate yeah. you how do you differentiate that 
I actually was thinking about this the other day. I think it's about identifying what it's in response to. So it's love bombing if it's in response to perhaps you pulling away or them having done something maybe a little bit wrong. Yeah. Or like something that's upset you. Yeah. Um, Or like as I think it's a form, love bombing would be seen as a form of manipulation. It's the use of like love to not coerce, but to attract you in a way that like they can't fulfill on their end. Yeah. So it's like if they're trying to win you over that's love bombing yeah because someone who you cannot truly fall in love with someone unless it's reciprocated mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like yeah you could have unrequited love but when you think about that person who truly loves you it's probably because you truly love them back and you've both allowed yourselves to be vulnerable and to connect mm-hmm. so when they show you love in that situation it's not like they're trying to win you over they've already won you over yeah they're not doing it in response to something that they've done wrong they're not doing it to kind of almost coerce you they're doing it because it's just this general this like serious like expression of a deep emotion yeah. whereas yeah. love bombing is a way of like winning you over over, and like capturing you and bringing you in and like all that excitement yeah yeah i honestly if you please don't take my advice like do your research because i don't know that's just what i think at least and i think that reminds me of um uh when i watched he's just not that into you yeah and um i think they said what did they they said something like there is the exception you know like there's always that one or or two exceptions for people who you know, meet someone and, and instantly fall in love and, yeah. and it's so intense and passionate and beautiful and then it continues that yeah. way for years. But for most of us, what do they, they say we are the, we're the rule. Yeah, we're that's not why the it's exception. called a rule. Yeah. Because it's typical. Yeah. My grandparents are one of those exceptions. Oh. oh my God, I went out for dinner with them last night. They are so in love. They're like 90 and 80, like 87 and 80, I think. Mm-hmm. And my granddad's still like, oh, babe, you look lovely tonight. Oh. And like calls her babe and like we literally do anything for her. They don't make men like that anymore. They don't. <laughs> About, they were telling me, my mom was telling me when they first started dating, um, my grandma had just come out of a really messy divorce. Yeah. She doesn't listen to this, but I hope she won't mind me talking about it. Um, she came out of this really messy divorce with my actual grandfather who we never, I've never spoken to. And he was like really awful. And she met this man, my grandfather and not my, my grandfather by nature, not by blood. Like he is my grandfather, but he's not my blood Blood. relative, but still like family, family thrown through. Mm -hmm. And she met him and he just like wowed her. Like what we were talking about, that like distinction between just doing things because you love someone and love bombing. Mm -hmm. He like took her on trips he bought her like diamonds. He bought her fur coats from Paris. He like he um, hired her as part of his photography business and got her to run everything. Like got her in charge of everything. Would take yeah. her business advice. Bought her a house. Moved her to Australia. Like the whole kebab. Yeah. Everything. If he wanted to, he, he would. would. And I was like, and literally, and is still in love with her. Yeah. Like That's every so year, like is so, so in love with her and thinks that she is just the most amazing woman. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I need to go back to whenever the 1960s <laughs> and pick me up one of these guys. He's so lovely. It's honestly yeah. such a, but I feel very lucky now. What, you know, it's, you've made me think that like, I've actually, I've had those examples and like my parents as well. I like, would say they're still together yeah they're still mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. i'd say they're pretty in love mm-hmm. i don't know i don't like to think about it but like mm-hmm. um i've had but i've had those examples 
of like people yeah stick like st- sticking around and yeah really putting in the energy yeah so yeah well one final question where do you see your love life at the end of 2023 it's a hard it's hard and like i feel like my the you know context around my love life has changed so much in the last month yeah that i'm rethinking everything i see um, you fully in love do you reckon oh yeah I know you I say you're so. not looking for a relationship. I, I don't think you're looking. But as your very close friend, take it or leave it, I think you are someone who wants, who is a relationship girly. I think, yeah, I think at the, yeah. you know, I think I am as well. Right as now, I said, I just, yeah. I, I just, I think I do want to just give somebody all my love. Yeah, because you are so, so generous. When you love someone, you love them so deeply. You are one of the most generous, giving people I have ever met in my all my travels, oh. my whole life. And I think you do want to give that to someone. Do, yeah. And you have so much of it to give. Like, mm-hmm. the amount that you're giving people who can't even reciprocate is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine when someone is reciprocating. It's oh going to be an I'm explosion. Such, I'm such a good girlfriend, I think. Oh, frick yeah. I would date you. I would date you too. Damn. Should we? Lovers <laughs> forever. <laughs> I see being in a relationship. <clears throat> I see... Honestly, I don't think I'm getting into a relationship anytime soon. Really? Oh my gosh, next year's so busy for me. Yeah, you are in a relationship with your work right now. Oh yeah, I'm obsessed. It's ridiculous. Which is okay. I think yeah. that's in fact I think that's great. I know, I do I do like feel a bit self conscious about it sometimes. Like I don't know, friends and family are often like, Yeah, you need to not work all the time and yeah. I'm just too I'm too invested. Like this is yeah the big like one of this is I love doing this it's such an investment to me I just actually really care about it and Mm -hmm. want to do it every day Mm -hmm. every waking minute I'm always thinking about it so how can I have time to give that to someone else because I think if I was to be dating someone it would take away from the things that really drive me at the moment and really fuel my soul so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be what I would want Thank you so much for coming on, Sydney. Thank you. That was such a fun episode. Yeah, it felt really cathartic. Yeah. It always is to talk to you. Yeah, aw. It always is to talk to you as well. I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I also just feel like it's such a great kind of way to reflect on what we've learned this year and bring it into the new year. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts before we wrap up dating is such an important and such uh, important part of my life and it's so fun but i think next year it's really time to focus on me and i think um and i hope everyone listening also takes the time to to really love themselves and and dedicate next year yeah to to yourself actually this there's this really good quote i saw do you mind if i read it to you yeah of course so it goes if you spend your time chasing butterflies they'll fly away if you spend your time making a beautiful garden, the butterflies will come to you. And if they don't come, then you still have that garden. I love that quote. I think that's so beautiful. That's a so great... emblematic. Yeah, it's a yeah. great way to finish this episode. I think the one thing we haven't talked about much that is so important is that the relationship you cultivate with yourself, you know, we've talked a lot about dating, but that relationship is the most important one mm-hmm. you will ever have mm-hmm. in your entire life. Yeah. It's the only one that isn't going to disappear. It's not going to go away it is essential that you spend time focused on what you mean to yourself, how you love yourself, what you like to do and those close relationships that really bring you joy. So totally the garden, your own garden, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, One other thing before we go that we want to talk about is that 
we have some merchandise coming out. Are you excited? I'm so excited for it. I am as well. We're doing a tote bag and a hoodie. It's going to be an exclusive launch. And yeah, Sydney is actually designing both of them. Um, thank you for asking me to design them. Oh, I, literally, there's um, no one else I would have to oh, do it. Gemma. Of course. I trust you so much and mm-hmm. I love what you do. So I was like, um, it's such an amazing thing that we can do together. Mm-hmm. And we will release some early images and the link to purchase on the podcast Instagram at that psychology podcast. If you want to follow Sydney as well at Sid, Sid Ferrey, F A R E Y. Yeah. S Y D. F-A-R-E-Y. <laughs> Sid Ferry. Ferry. Ferry Ferry. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and we'll release some pictures. If you want to get your hands on some merchandise to support the podcast, to support Sydney's amazing artwork and amazing work as an artist, we would be very appreciative. And also, it's just going to be really sick. Yeah. So Yeah. It'll be so, so pretty. Yeah. Um, it will be I can't released- wait to wear it. Oh, me too. It will be released in the next two months. So... Make sure you're following along to get your hands on that. I'm so excited. It's one of the big things I wanted to do for 2023. And it's great being able to do it with a close friend. Mm. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. I love talking to my friends on the show. So Um, if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoy the podcast please make sure to leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you are listening right now if you feel called to do so it really helps the show grow and reach new audiences and make sure you are following our instagram at that psychology podcast like i said it's where you will hear the first about merchandise we also often do polls where you can decide what episodes are coming out in the week that follows i let my listeners decide what i record so if you want to be involved in the community please feel free to follow us over there and thank you so much for listening Ugh, our 20s the drunk dialing the forgetting to wash our face at night and yes neglecting our teeth don't do that last one you only get one set of teeth so you need to protect them pronamel intensive enamel repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid weakened enamel pronamel also makes a new mouthwash which helps to repair acid weakened enamel beyond brushing alone pronamel is the number one dentist recommended brand for acid erosion so buy pronamel repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. From 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it is the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any Alive Women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th.